You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. <laughs> it is rocka 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 rockabilia.com is the website we are here to tell you about. They have stepped up to sponsor not only the Managemental Podcast, but the entire Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. And I think I've already said it in previous episodes, but these guys are amazing for so many reasons. First and foremost, as the person who did the deal, I was able to get on the phone with them and really understand their passion for helping artists. Not only artists like ourselves, who are the podcasters of the world, but the artists that are in the bands of so many of you know the guests that are on shows throughout the Jabberjaw Network. Um, so if you are looking for a place to shop, for no other reason, understand that these guys are actually rad dudes that want to help us out. They are a one-stop shop for all band merch. they got multiple, multiple, multiple genres. So whatever you're looking for, if you're trying to find a freaking cryptic slaughter shirt for yourself and a Metallica shirt for your dad and a freaking Britney Spears shirt, which I'm totally dating myself because I'm sure that there's somebody way cooler than Britney Spears for your sister, but they've got it all. So you can go to rockabilia.com for you know the largest selection of music merchandise, 500,000 items to choose from. They've also got back patches. They've got, you know, all kinds of crazy items. You know, everything's officially licensed. What else is there, Blasco? I know you've been over there. You've been shopping like a crazy guy. Let me let me just ask you this. What do they have over there that's got cats on it? <laughs> I gotta look. I gotta look a little. I gotta look a little harder. But yeah, yeah. I mean, look. If you're into rock merch, or you know someone that is, this is a one-stop shop. I mean, you go there, you punch in any band, and they have just pages and pages of curated merch that they put together from wherever they can get it from. So, in a lot of instances, the the rockabilia page for the artist is better than the actual artist merch page from their own website or their own merch company. Um, I have found this to be a true statement. Uh, even like Black Sabbath, I went and typed in them and they've got a, a much greater selection than blacksabbath.com does. So uh, once again, if you're into rock merch, this is the place to go. They're for real. It's officially licensed. They have a ton of product and it's killer stuff. You'll be stoked. Head on over to rockabilia.com. Tell them Mike and Blasco sent you a managemental podcast. Uh, use our code PCMANAGEMENTAL for 15% off. Again, the letter P, the letter C, and then just keep typing, no spaces, no nothing, managemental, and that gets you 15% off by helping yourself with getting great gifts for you and your loved ones, you're helping us by supporting our show and you're helping the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. So have at it. Let us know what you bought. And if you're looking for our addresses to send stuff to, find us on the socials or hit up askblasco at gmail.com. Have a great holiday. Hello and welcome to episode 48 
of the Managemental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What's happening, loyal listeners of Managemental Mayhem? I'm over in the land of the limericks, actually. Greetings from Ireland, no longer second city, no longer third coast. No longer East Coast even. I'm taking it further east, baby. I'm looking out at the beautiful waters of Dublin that I'm hanging in. And, you know, it's already pretty much getting nighttime here. And something tells me, Blasco, it's early enough where you've just started your day. (laughs) Oh, man. You know it. In the last episode, we discussed how to detect and avoid music business scams. That was a cool episode, so check it out if you haven't already. We love to hear from you guys, so please continue to write us at askblasco at gmail.com. This week, we take on a listener's questions and concerns based on a specific scam that we covered last week. So, my good news is, is people listened, people responded. I got an email, and he was like, wow, man, like you're speaking my language like i'm pretty sure that you just mentioned a scam that i almost just fell into so this is going to be killer so let's get mental Yeah, see, this is super cool, and this is what I love. You know, we have tried in our first 47 episodes, more or less, to be very general. And there's a lot of stuff that everyone out there listening, you're going to get great general advice because Blasco and I have enough experience that we can speak in the general and make it, you know, something understandable. But it's really in the specifics that all of you listeners are probably sitting there scratching your head and saying, well, yeah, I mean, I know it'll generally look out for a scam, but what about this? Does this sound like a scam to you? And so this is what's really cool about what we're doing. And so thank you to our listeners. And and I got to put in as an aside, I just went to an amazing summit. Our friends over at the Unstoppable Recording Machine, which is a guy, A.L. Levy, Joey Sturgis, Joel Wanasek, or however you say his name, and a couple other of producers and mixers and audio engineers have built this incredible community, and they did a summit. And so the reason I mention this is, during the summit, they they went in and did some very specific, they not only provided general stuff, and not only just general audio, but also general business, and then did specifics, and that's why they brought me down, was to talk about some of the specifics, but so... I'm still riding a high off of that. There's a lot of cool stuff that they did. And and so if you haven't checked it out, it is geared more towards audio specific stuff, producing, engineering, but and not that, you know, I give two shits about that. I don't mean to say that in a negative way. It's just that's not, you know, my value. I I can't turn a knob better than anybody else. I can't even turn a knob. <laughs> but 
they did a lot of cool stuff like that, and and so I'm I'm saying this is what's cool about this episode. I'm pumped about it because it's something very specific based on the fact that we talked about something generally last week. So let's dig in, bro. Yeah. So our listener he writes in and he starts like this. So I was listening to Managemental episode forty-seven, which was last week, and I believe I was almost suckered into one of the scams you and Mike were talking about. So here's how it goes. Uh, so I flew out to Denver on my own dime and met with this dude. He and his company are interested in managing us and have told us that they can get us tours and a record deal and endorsements and all that good stuff. They also have an in-house publicist and social media manager that we be included in their offer. They want us to pay them $10,000 upfront as a retainer and an $800 monthly fee. They also want us to cover any expenses they incur as a result of representing us like travel, etc. I'm skeptical as hell on one hand, but on the other, they do have a band and artists on their roster that I know of. My questions are, is this standard practice? <laughs> Mike, we could dig into these a little bit, but like just just off the top, what is your gut reaction? Yeah, I mean, my gut reaction is no. This is not something that I think is going to work for many people. That's my gut. What's your gut? Well, my gut is, like I said last week, I mean, th this guy's pitching management. You know, he's right. not... He's not, he, he, you know, he's, he hasn't created some sort of other service, some sort of shopping service or whatever, like he's right. pitching management and by and large management is a commission based business. Right. And so for, for him to go, I guarantee you nothing, right. <laughs> but you're going to, but you're going to write me a check for $10,000 that isn't in advance. You know, based on future commissions. It's just an, a non-recoupable check. Yeah, the, re then, the retainer. Well, that's what's so interesting to me in the language. It's like a, a retainer. Yeah, I mean, right. what is that? That's literally just, that's you're retaining my services, meaning I won't right. go give them to somebody else. So, yeah, it's not even an advance on what you'd pay us in the future. Okay, yeah, crazy, man. No, yeah, and then on top of that, uh, an $800 monthly fee. Now, I, I I just go, why not just charge a thousand dollar monthly fee? Right. <laughs> you know hey man, I mean? because it's hard, you know, yeah, I mean you you mean instead of eight hundred or you or you mean get rid yeah, of the ten K. Like I mean if, if like if why eight hundred? What kind of yeah, you know, if you're gonna if you're talk the, crazy talk, you might as yeah. well you might as well just make it nice easy and easy round numbers. I feel, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I feel, yeah. Mike and Blasco oh, coming at you a thousand bucks a month, baby. Totally. Um, and then on top of that, they, you know, they, uh, you have to cover their travel or anything related to this business. So of course we'll dig into all of this deeper, but on the surface level, I'm going like, Meh, this don't sound right. Um, and then he asked, does this sound normal to you? No, it doesn't sound normal to me as a legitimate business. It sounds normal to me as fucking scamorama. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, I think, and, and so what is going to be interesting in digging in, and, and you've already touched on it, is they're pitching management. 
Now, the challenge, one of the most challenging things is what is management? And, you know, I'm not using this to sell people things, but, you know, I wrote a management primer, meaning a little book. It's an ebook. You can get, uh, you know, I mentioned every week, go to outerloopcoaching.com and we give it away for free on what management is. And in that, I mentioned the easiest way to define management is not what it is, but what it isn't. Because as you're building a team and as, you know, these things are useful. Publicists and social media managers are all very useful roles. But if you don't have that on your team at present, you know, what a manager has to do is make sure it's getting done. It doesn't mean the manager has to do it for you. And in fact, you know, the manager empowering and ensuring that the band understands the value of it and doing it themselves is, you know, part of the strategy of developing artists. But that's what's so interesting to me, and I'm excited to dig in, is even though my gut says, yes, it's a scam, there's certain things in here that are services that, frankly, should be pulled out of management, potentially, and called something else, which is what you kind of mentioned. He doesn't say, oh, it's a different business. So what do you, right. what do you think of, of all of that? Yeah, no, I mean... Look, I agree. So, and, and, you know, he goes like, I've, I've, in, I've attached the contract, which is, yeah, which is the most awesome thing that he did. Um, because it really kind of, you know, lifts the hood open on what this is and it, it I just can't wait to get into it. So here we go. <laughs> so is his, so the contract, we already have the basis, basic premise of the upfront money, but it gets even worse for the sum of a one-time $10,000 US dollar non-refundable retainer plus 800 per month for the life of the contract for administrative costs and plus 15% gross upon royalties from album sales, advances on album sales, payments from tours, shows, commission from cash advances received from recording contract and all travel related costs. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> who, yeah. would sign, who would sign that? I mean, <laughs> you know, I got to imagine there was one time in history when people were sitting there talking about different types of contracts. And uh, I don't know. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, I, who would sign it is somebody that needs access. That And this is what happens. This is why you've got this guy saying, it sounds like a scam, but is it? You know, what does he say? He says, I'm skeptical as hell on one hand. But on the other hand, they do have a band and artist on their roster that he knows of. So he's sitting here, even in that sentence alone, to guys like you and me, yeah, this screams, this dude isn't willing to work, you know, and I guess what I think we're really going to get down to is, honestly, I'm not so, you know, disgusted with the terms, right? Although yep. I'll, I'm just disgusted in the fact that the challenge is, I bet we find out, even with this one artist, they either didn't grow them, you know what I mean? Didn't put them in this kind of situation, and now that they have a reputable artist, or maybe I shouldn't even use reputable, known, is they're using it to like, oh yeah, let me go get a whole bunch of other bands in here at this system to kind of, you know, prey on. So, yeah, fuck. Complicated, yeah. man. Complicated. <clears throat> so, so let's recap. 
So you have to write this dude a $10,000 check. You have to write them another check for $800 a month. Right. And we, and, and wait till we get to the length of the contract. Cause that <laughs> that's even more hilarious. Then if anything happens, if there's a record deal or whatever, he's taken 15% of the gross. Right. So off the top. Right. Yeah. So like if you get what he's saying is if you get a record deal and that record deal gives you $10,000 to make a record, he's taken 15% of that off the top. Right. You're you're already in the hole, the ten thousand dollars up front, plus the however many months it took, another eight hundred dollars, then he's taking fifteen percent off the top of the money allocated for you to make your record. So you're going into it, let's just assume he gets you a record deal, you're going into this thing completely in debt already. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, like, look, I, I, I absolutely hear you loud and clear. I think this is part of the biggest challenge. And in fact, it's stuff like this that made me want to launch my coaching platform. And in fact, makes people like you and me want to provide this, 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 you know, educational tool is people are trying to survive, right? The business is changing. And like part of me looks at it and says, man, this guy, if he is legitimately or girl is providing a service, okay, you can't freaking you know hate him because he's charging for that. But just like you're saying, all right, well, it puts the band in this position where they're already upside down the minute that they get anything going, which as good artist managers, you and I, not only are we trying to create the opportunities, we're trying to also make sure that our bands are sustainable. And part of that means early on, we got to figure out how to fucking keep you know, wheels moving when there's not a lot of gas to go into the tank. And so again, like this is why I've gone and said on my coaching side of things, there's a lot of tools that you and I have expertise in over because of our experience. I can't go charge a band straight up, you know, 10,000 bucks. I'm actually going to say, Hey, look, here's a bit of the tool set, pay us, you know, whatever it is, or think our, most of our classes are, are pretty price pretty fairly as we found go in and, and hear some of those tools so man what a great great topic here i'm let's, so let's, let's get into like, the nitty-gritty bro yeah, <laughs> yeah do you want to do you want to hear about what they offer for all of this money absolutely i'm yes chomping at the bit. i can only imagine so, do we have enough time because for ten thousand bucks retainer the, the list better be <laughs> better be about ten thousand items right <laughs> okay so now people listen this is, I'm reading off of a contract, right? So I'm going to, as we read along, I'm going to point out things that are huge red flags. And sometimes they're easy to miss. So check it out as we go along. So this is his list of things that he's offering for his retainer, his monthly fee, plus his 15% of your income. Number one, he will shop all material previously recorded and newly recorded during the period of this contract. Now that's that's straight up normal. Yep. You know what I mean? Like he's like he's basically saying, I'm gonna I'm gonna take your music and I'm gonna shop your record deal. We Sound, do this yeah. all the time. We go and try to create opportunities, you know, yep. whether it's partnering with a label, distributor, self-releasing, you know, agent, we're shopping it. That's what shopping means, so everybody knows. We we're out there, you know, pitching it to people, essentially. Yeah. Uh, number two. He will handle all the setup 
administered promotion pertaining to press releases, photo shoots, press, tour-related promotion, and independent radio. Once again, very normal. He's gonna, you know, he's he's got an in-house press person. You know, it's like he's gonna he's gonna take help help take care of all that. He's gonna get you a photo shoot. He's gonna get you a press release. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna get you, you know, on metal socks or whatever. Like, you know, and 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 now uh, is and it gonna- wrong of me to assume that this is a person who probably has had some success in previous times with either promotion or radio? Uh, obviously, I can't be sure, but I think I've seen enough of these situations where, you know, and typically those are upfront fees, right? You come in, you pay me X amount to be your publicist or promotion. You pay me Y amount to be your Correct. radio person. And so I think that's where a lot of this model ends up coming from. And since those areas are relatively dead, they do still exist, but the, you know, they've gone way down because promotion so many times is now internet based and there's just not as much value to it and radio as we know there's there's so little left so that's especially as you read that i'm like "Mm, all right starting to make a little bit more sense for sure number three touring management is not a booking agent but will entertain all offers from booking agents band will cover all transportation and tour related costs and will use their best commercial efforts to complete all tour dates. Now, here's two red flags that <laughs> by me reading this, you're not going to know. But you, whenever you're reading a contract, you need to look out for these red flags. It's, and so this is how it starts off. Touring. Management is not. Not is in all capitals. In any real contract, you do not need to put words in all capitals to help someone understand what you're saying right if if, (laughs) this is crazy right like he must have you know written this himself and i use these all the time you know stuff like this i'll put in an email to make very clear you want to highlight it in some sense so you put in all caps but yeah sure exactly right in a legal contract nobody is using capital n capital o capital t yes and so, and then here's the other red flag in this, uh, uh, the booking agents and will use their best commercial efforts to complete all tour dates. There is incorrect. It's not T H E R E it's T H E I R in this instance. So a typo, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Fuck it, if this was a real contract written by an actual attorney, there is no fucking grammatical typos. Totally. Yeah. Instead of using the possessive there of T-H-E-I-R, I'm looking at it now. It's there, T-H-E-R-E, which is just hilarious. <laughs> I mean, what what's funny to me as well, it's like, and we'll use their best commercial efforts to complete all tour dates. It's like, wait, what? What? You know, where you Doesn't and I come from, sense, well, but... where you and I come from, like, yeah, everybody does their best to complete all tour dates. It's not even uh, in question. So. Right. And what exactly is best commercial, commercial efforts? I know, right? Well, what is that? and I will say best in commercial are the B and the C are, are capitalized. So I'm imagining somewhere of what that would mean. And again, you nor I are attorneys, but we've looked at enough contracts to understand. That means that that is defined somewhere in the contract. 
in either in the beginning or in the end, they'll use definitions. So best commercial, again, B capitalized and C capitalized. So they are, or they should be. Now, if they haven't done that, it, you know, defined it earlier or later, then that's another red flag. For sure. Number four, management, and this is my favorite, by the way. <laughs> Number four, management will use his best commercial efforts to shop recorded materials with the intent of securing them a recording contract, publishing contract, merchandise contract, so all those three, to all reputable record U.S. companies, independent and major examples, J Records, Electra Records, Capitol Records, Geffen, EMI Records, Arista Records, Columbia Records, I mean, on and on. Mike, how many of these are even still record companies? Dude, how many of them sell <laughs> merchandise, you know, or we're going to do an exclusive merchandise contract? Dude, this is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, unreal. <laughs> in fact, like, in fact, them going into details is making them seem far more archaic and far more batshit crazy than the general part, which we already started out with, is already batshit crazy. Totally. And 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 just like the language of like to all reputable to all reputable record US companies in like it doesn't it's like it doesn't it's like such a mess. And then it's like I could understand if they had really kind of confined this into shopping you a record deal. But then right. they throw in publishing and merchandise in the same sentence, which doesn't even like well, see, those are, those are def those are separate deals. Totally, and which is, I mean, what's so funny is, you know, you and I can understand. All right, well, actually, large, you know, record company can take three sixty provisions, which might involve merchandise and might involve publishing, but like, you know, which so again, like, part of this is we're just literally stripping it down to as basic as it gets. It's like, no, that's not what this is even talking about. This is alluding to the fact that there would be a separate merchandise contract. Yet they don't name a single merchandise company. You know, cool, recording contract. <laughs> or or <Yeah>. publishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nor publishing. And then they've named a whole bunch of companies that have either been bought up, you know, uh, co-joined, or have completely disappeared from the face of our business. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. So... And, and then it's like people look, I mean, in terms of red flags, he lists all these record labels that he's going to shop you to. It literally takes five seconds to Google Electra Records or J Records or Arista Records or Geffen even to find out that these records, these record companies have been either like, like shut down or uh, acquired by a bigger parent company. Like they're not even, these aren't, most of these record labels he lists aren't even in business. <laughs> like as record label, like you know what I mean, like like Roadrunner, sure, but it's not the Roadrunner of you know labels past. Totally. It's like <laughs> one guy, like dude, with some JV deal over at Atlantic. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 crazy. And then at the end of this, he says, "Band will pay all travel related costs for these shopping solicitation trips." Now, one thing that I I neglected to include here is that at the end of this contract, he has estimated budgets of. $5,000 to take a trip to New York to, to shop the band. Now, Mike, like you, you don't, you don't need to get on a plane with a CD and 
walk from label to label in New York anymore to shop a band. Well, <laughs> like, and I will say, I could easily make a trip to New York cost $5,000, but... Of course. I sure as shit have it, and if I'm going there on behalf of the band, and, and so I do want, you know, I mean, look, it is not necessarily a bad form for a manager or somebody who's providing a service to have a discussion of billing back expenses to the artist. In fact, if you want to, you know, our contracts absolutely have a provision that is open for discussion for that because I do feel, especially if you're working with bands that aren't generating a lot of money, you shouldn't necessarily have to absolutely come out of your own pocket. Now, I will say this because there is a new artist that I picked up and, and we've had, you know, so you go in and you have discussions. You say, all right, look, you got a showcase in New York or you got a showcase in Nashville. Let's talk about the benefits of me being there versus the benefits of me not being there. Okay, we've determined that it's more beneficial for me to be there than not, right? In-person stuff, you are correct. You can absolutely shop stuff, especially if you've got the relationships that we have. You don't have to be there, but it can be effective. Um, all right, what's that budget look like? You and I are not staying in a five-star hotel for 1500 bucks a night. You know what I mean? Uh, in fact, we're probably oh. figuring out a very economical way because, again, our goal as your managers is to not only try to create these opportunities to shop for you, to create touring opportunities alongside the agents, you name it, but we also have to keep you in business. I, I mean, what you've described to me, if there's no way that somebody is, unless they've got a, a job, a professional's career, meaning they're working, you know, out there, they've got a degree, they're doing something that's entitling them to a massive salary, or, you know, they've got some other entrepreneurial hustle that they've done well by, who can afford this? Like, I don't understand how somebody can actually afford this. If you're a developing artist, it doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> number five, fifth item that manager guy is offering here. Management will also administer all artist endorsements. For example, Dean Markley strings, Sure wireless microphones, Vic Firth drumsticks, ESP guitars, etc. At all times, management at his discretion will use only known and reputable business individuals for all band-related business. And this is a side note to this particular item. At no time will management be entitled to any monies moans moans it's the moans moans monies spelled incorrectly pertaining to product endorsement money earned or advanced but in all capital letters management will use his best commercial efforts to shop solicit to all nam companies in order to secure them a deal but receiving no monetary compensation so it's like he it, it, I mean, he's dude. trying to make it seem like he's throwing you a bone by saying that if he gets you uh an endorsement deal with the string company or drumstick company if there's money involved he won't take any but Potentially, it's because he doesn't even know how to spell monies in the first place. And not only that, the other huge red flag here is his, he says, use his best commercial efforts, whatever that means, to shop solicit to all NAM 
companies. NAM is a trade show. Seriously, it's like it's a, yeah, it's like is no, company. NAM is a company, but they they don't they're not in like they don't have strings and picks and drumsticks. Right. So again, you and I understand like these people, the these other places, the Sure Wireless mics, Dean Merkley strings, you know, these equipment sponsors, they end up doing a demonstration at NAM. Which, yeah, I mean, you and I are digging down into the nitty gritty, but that's the, our value is we understand you're right. These aren't NAM companies. NAM is the trade show itself. It's its own separate entity that makes money off of bringing all of these people in together so they can then do whatever the fuck it is companies do at NAM. So, you know, it's a subtle difference. And if you are in a band, you know, or you're in this business and you haven't been in it as long as we have, I could see how you could be impressed by this. Oh, we've heard of Nam. Fucking everybody goes to Nam. So if he's going to do something with a Nam company, and you and I are chuckling because, as you said, these aren't quote unquote Nam companies. They're their own individual companies that end up at Nam every year because it's valuable for them to be at the trade show. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. And then once again, straight up typo. You know, <laughs> like this isn't even using the, the, the you know. It's like monies, dude. This is the most important thing that we're talking about that he can't even spell properly. All I gotta say, Glasgow, is if you or I ever owe one another money, we're just gonna call it moins. Right. That, uh, <laughs> Yo, Glasgow, oh, where's moins. my fifty moins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got my moins. Oh my god! Unbelievable. So this is how the contract wraps up and completely blows my mind. Here we go. This contract will commence on the first day of January. 2018, all right, January 1st, top of the year, and expire on the first day of July 2019. So this is a year and a half contract. Do the math on that. $800 a month plus $10,000 plus if in that year and a half he gets you anything, he's taking 15%. From the expiration date forward, Management will have no claim to any moins made from any of band signing record contracts unless, in all capitals, contracts are in negotiations prior to the expiration date. It's like, like I'm like, I can't even follow this. I mean, dude, so it's so basically what he's saying is this contract is a year and a half, uh, and he's not going to take any of your moin, any of your money. But uh, after the contract expires, right? Should record contract negotiations be in progress at the end of the contract period, this contract will be extended for a period of six to 12 more months at management's discretion. So what he's saying here is like, hey, look, in this first year and a half, if, if in that time period I get you a record deal, keep in mind that's what you're paying for, right? So he's not even, he's not even saying that he can get you one. But if he does... It's his discretression that he can continue this thing on for another year. I mean, dude. I mean, and, and again, not, again, my, my value here is I can see, like, what's so interesting is no individual part of this thing, other than the typos and the fucking archaic stuff, is, is off the table, right? Honestly, every little bit of this can make sense. I get it. All right. We're going to go into it at a year's time. 
you know, and, and see if things work. And I've done this with bands. I've said, all right, let's work together for six months. Maybe, you know, you don't know if it's a great fit. I'm expanding into a different genre. They see me as a certain thing. I see them as, you know, something else. I say, look, let's give it a shot, six to 12 months. In that time, let's put some triggers in here. Meaning if we, you know, my goal as a manager is to build your team. If I get your record deal, all right, maybe that allows us to extend that trial period, you know, or at least have the discussion of it, you know, blah, blah, blah. So again, like that little thing in and of itself doesn't completely throw up a massive, you know, do not do this. It flows up a little, it throws up a little bit of a like, hmm, how is this being used? But then (laughs) you go back and you look at the five things, which every last one of them, I mean, every single thing in here, actually, number two, which was handle all setup, administer promotion, administrated. So maybe that's the red flag. I don't even know what administrated promotion pertaining to. <laughs> but that's the only one that didn't have something weird in it. Everything else has had something weird. You got a huge retainer, ten thousand bucks to any developing artist. I mean, again, I'm chomping at the bit to know who it is, and I know you'll send it over to me. You know, I'm not going to out somebody necessarily, but you know, Blasco and I don't don't get to the position where we are by by you know throwing stones at other people's houses but we're valuable because we understand that the totality of this is an absolute fucking scam right like to me yep. this is something that if you come across something that looks like this you avoid it yes this person might actually be able to do something for you the problem is in this business just because they do something for you does not mean that you are their indentured servant for the rest of their lives, right? Like people create opportunity. That's our job. Blasco and I make money because we are good at networking, building relationships and creating opportunities. It's because of our relationships. It's not because, you know, you sign some fucking crazy paper. Again, I'm not opposed to contracts. And in fact, with my artists, I have contracts because, yeah, that needs to be, you know, things do need to be presented in a way that everybody understands it at the outset. That said, my contract is not a fucking scam. The work that we do has spoken for itself over time. And this thing is just, I mean, funnily enough, when we went into it, I was like, oh, this doesn't sound so bad. Now that we're at the end of it, I'm like, holy shit, maybe this guy should be fucking in jail (laughs) (laughs) i mean look i mean what i pull out of this is that i have a buddy that fell for this scam and he came he came around and and like you know found my info and hit me up and he was like hey man can i meet up with you I, i got some questions to ask you now he had already been paying this guy right and he was getting nothing out of the situation. He fell for the trap because to him it sounded sexy and he didn't know any better. But the reality was this dude wasn't delivering on anything, but he was gladly taking my buddy's money. Now, so I mentioned this briefly in the last episode when we were talking about scams. And I, and I kind of talked about the predatory nature of this particular guy. Now, and I said, hey, look, if... If you have questions, email us. And that's what our buddy today did. He wrote me and he said, hey, man, like, 
there, there, like some bells went off whenever you were talking about that one guy or whatever. It kind of sounds like something that I recently kind of almost fell into. And he emailed me and, and I wrote him back and I go, bro, do your research. You know what I mean? Be careful or whatever. And, uh, it, it, and stuff. So I want to point out that, that it, what I said to do worked in action. He hit me up. I, I warned him or whatever. Here we are doing an episode about it. I hope it helps warn everybody else. And once again, if you have questions or concerns, if there's red flags, there's a gut instinct about something that you're about to spend money on, but you don't feel right about it, hit us up. That's why we're here. Askblasco at gmail.com. We won't charge you a $10,000 retainer. But if you do want to <laughs> give it, we're in the giving season. And uh, <laughs> now might be a good time to talk about Rockabilia. <laughs> No, man, you're exactly right. And it's it's one of those where, you know, I think the takeaway for me is everyone is looking for the easy button, right? And, yep. you know, you're out there, whoever sent this in, they probably feel like they're working really hard and they're deserving of opportunities and they're not necessarily getting them. Maybe Blasco isn't responding to their emails for management. Maybe Mike Mowry isn't. Maybe any number of other qualified managers isn't. So they feel like, shit, okay, I'm ready to take the next step. These guys aren't going to give it to me. Who's this other dude? You know, he's got some guy on his roster, that you know, a band on his roster, which sounds like it could work, blah, blah, or, you know, they've got some history with. But my challenge to everyone is if you aren't you know, continue to do the work to put yourself, just as we talk about when you develop a band to sign a record contract, if you need to build and continue to work, you might feel, holy crap, I'm working so hard, I need something, this guy's going to give me the easy button. That is not what's going to happen. In fact, no one can give you the easy button. Blasco and I aren't going to fucking put you into a crappy deal like that, but we're also not going to make, we're not pulling rabbits out of hats. We can do it. In fact, we've done it. But we save those for very rare occasions. If you want to go out there and get something, work. Continue to work and earn it. That's my advice. That concludes episode 48. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? I mentioned it earlier in the episode, but I've got a great platform called Outer Loop Coaching. Easiest way to find it is head on over to you know outerloopcoaching.com. You can check out what we've got to offer, some really great courses that we've developed uh, this year, and we've got some amazing stuff coming for, for next year. So go over and familiarize yourself with that. Sign up for the newsletter and get the ebook directly to your inbox. Great reading for over this holiday season when hopefully things are chilling for you. If that's too much to ask, uh, you probably shouldn't listen any further. Now, all, all kidding aside, you can follow me on my socials, Twitter and Instagram, at Mike O'Loop. Uh, just as we discussed at the beginning of the episode, 
go over to rockabilia.com with the code PCmanagemental. So that's the word, sorry, the letter P and C. For some reason, they put that in front of our code or in front of our name, and then it's managemental, just like this podcast. So go over there, get your holiday gifts. As we talked about, they got over 500,000 items. And by shopping there for you and your loved ones, you're actually helping not only this podcast, but you're also helping the entire Jabberjob Media Podcast Network. So that's what I got. Uh, from Ireland, I say whatever they say here. Probably goodbye or something crazy like that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. All right. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.